Let's do it. And now, shining the spotlight on the future of hockey. Hello, it's Thorne Byron of the Vancouver Giants. I'm Kirby Dock of the Saskatoon Blades. I'm Dylan Cousins of the Westbridge Hurricanes. Hey guys, this is Cam here. Spencer Knight. This is Matt Foldy. It's Alex Turcott from Team USA. Hi, it's Maurice Sider from the Adelaide Mannheim. This is Alexis Lafreniere of the Rimouski Oceanic. Major Junior. They were the best in the QMJHL, and now the Huskies are Memorial Cup champions. NCAA. Everybody in that Bulldog section's on their feet. The bench is ready to party as the UMD Bulldogs are back-to-back national champions. The World Juniors. Time winding down, and Finland has won the World Junior Championship in Vancouver in spectacular style. The NHL Draft. With the first pick overall, the New Jersey Devils are proud to select from the U.S. program, Jack Hughes. And more. Unbelievable. Wow. Incredible. This is the Pipeline Show. All right. Well, good weekend and welcome to another episode of the Pipeline Show with Guy Flaming. That's me. Thanks again for uh, taking the time to download this week's episode. If you're a newcoming uh, listener, then uh, welcome to the program. If you're uh, back for more, then welcome back. And I'm glad uh, that you continue to make the Pipeline Show one of your uh, weekly podcast downloads. Uh, Let's get right to the question of the day, which I uh, added to Twitter earlier today as uh, the CHL's... uh, Canada-Russia series is now in the books. Uh, I made it a poll question, and pretty simple. I just wanted to know how much of it you watched this year. And uh, so the uh, three options that I put up, you watched every second of it, you only watched the highlights, or you did not watch at all. And right now, 65% of uh, respondents to the poll did not watch the uh, Canada-Russia series. Uh, 30% said they only watched the highlights, and uh, just 5% said they uh, watched the entire thing. Uh, you can take part in that poll at TPS underscore Guy on Twitter. That's uh, where you can follow me if you're not already. Myself, I would uh, fit into that category of uh, did not watch. Well, I guess I did see some of the highlights. I watched some of the highlights, but uh, for the vast majority, I did not watch. Quite honestly, I just don't have interest in uh, the, the Canada-Russia series. And I've been talking about this well over a decade now on the pipeline show that uh, I think the format is uh, has gone stale I, I I don't really uh, have an interest in uh, in watching most of the Russian players that uh, that come over and that's not a knock on Russians but I, I would change the format and I've said this uh, for over a decade now on this program that I would have uh, the CHL teams uh, as they are that I mean this is a, a an evaluation tool for hockey Canada and and I'm fine with that part of it. Uh, but in the queue, I would have uh, the Canadians uh, out of the queue taking on an, uh, a world team made up of players from the queue. So all the import players, every team or almost every team has two import players, plus all the Americans that are in the three CHL leagues. So I would have what is right now called a Team QMJHL. Uh, I would uh, call that Q Canada maybe or something, I don't know. But I would have them take on a, a world team made up of uh, players in the queue who are uh, European and American. And I would do the same in the OHL, and I would do the same in the WHL. And uh, just quickly, I put together a roster for the WHL version of what I'm talking about. Two goaltenders uh, would be uh, Dustin Wolf and Matt Sogard. So you have an American and a, and a, and a Sogard from Denmark. Uh, the back end, Jaeger Zamula, Philip Kral, Wyatt Wiley, Clay Hannes, Casper Puccio, Christopher Setoff, and uh, Jonas Bronberg. So 
Uh, I mean, that's well represented uh, from across the uh, the world. You have a couple of Americans, you have a couple of Finns, you have another Dan- Danish player, a Russian in there as well as a Czech. And up front, I mean, there are a lot of players that you can pick from uh, when it comes to uh, the imports and the Americans uh, in the WHL. I mean, Alexi Protus is one of the top scorers this year, so is Oliver Ocular. Then you've got uh, Pavel Novak in Kelowna and Ilya Yusa in uh, uh, Prince Albert. Austin Pratt is an American. Mark Kastelik is American. Jake Grishas. Isaac Johnson, All-Americans, Milos Roman, Vlad Alistrov here with the Oil Kings, Martin Lang in, in Kamloops, uh, Simon Kanak in, uh, in uh, Portland, and uh, Michael Goot with the Everett Silvertips. There's, there are a lot of players available that you could put a, a very competitive uh, world team together. And for me, and I, this is the, the case I make, Hockey Canada uses this Canada-Russia series as an evaluation tool. Well, how about you evaluate the, the Canadian players against an even better team? And to me, this team that I just put together of imports and Americans in the WHL is better than the Russian team. Now, the series, it actually was competitive. It went right down to, I mean, if they split the series 3-3. It went to an extra shootout, and Canada won, Nolan Foote scoring twice in the extra shootout to give uh, the CHL the victory in the series. But nobody watched. Nobody is caring anymore. Nobody gets up for watching a, 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 a Russian team with players who they probably will never see again for the most part. There might be five or six of them get that get drafted. And quite honestly, you look at some of the, the marquee names on that Russian team. I mean, they're led in scoring by Dmitry Zavgorodny and Alexander Hovanov. They both only played two games, the two in the queue, because they're playing in the queue. So those two guys would still be playing in the event, as I uh, have outlined it. But, I mean, Vasily Podkolzin, all the hype for this guy, taken 10th overall uh, by the Vancouver Canucks, he played in all six games, one point, one assist in the entire event. That's really exciting. Yeah, so I, I would uh, revamp this uh, the Canada-Russia series uh, completely uh, to try to... Uh, spark it and give it a little bit more uh, excitement but uh, you can let me know if you uh, agree or disagree uh, hit me up on twitter at tps underscore gi and let me know uh, what you think of uh, my idea on how to revamp things uh, let's go on with the uh, the news and notes and uh, we'll continue on from the canada russia series and uh, now that that is uh, in the books out in the queue yeah, the top-rated team in the entire chl that will be the sherbrooke uh, phoenix uh, they are leading the queue with a record of 18-1-2 after 21 games. That is pretty darn impressive. Uh, the Sherbrooke Phoenix absolutely rolling right now, riding a, yeah, a winning streak of 14-0-1 in their last 15 games. Uh, speaking of the top 10, should probably go through that quickly. Uh, Sherbrooke, as I mentioned, number one. Oshawa back up to number two. Moncton goes to three. Then you have three teams from the dub. Everett, Prince Albert, and Edmonton. The Windsor Spitfires are 7. Shakutami comes in at 8. The Ottawa 67s hold steady at 9. And the Peterborough Peets get into the top 10 to close things out. Honorable mentions go to Cape Breton, Lethbridge, and the Kamloops Blazers. Back to the queue. The uh, leading scorers, uh, still the, the trio from Rumuski. Cedric Paré with 47 points. Alexi Lafreniere with 46. And uh, Dimitri Zavgorodny uh, Continuing uh, the hot hand that he showed at the um, the two games in the Canada-Russia series, he's got 40 points, all three of those guys, with Romuski. In the Ontario Hockey League, the uh, top team right now are the Oshawa Generals, but they are tied uh, points-wise with the Peterborough Peets. 
Pete's have played a couple of extra games, though. But a pretty competitive race at the top end of the uh, OHL's East Division and the East Conference, uh, for that matter. The Ottawa 67s are playing well. So are the Sudbury Wolves. And in the West, well, the London Knights keep rolling. 7-0-0-1 in their last eight outings. Now sitting in a three-way tie going into this weekend's play with Owen Sound and Erie for top spot in the uh, Midwest Division with 22 points. But there are three teams ahead of them in the conference. Saginaw, Flint, and Windsor in that order out of the West Division. So it's uh, a bit uh, convoluted, and, and I guess that parity makes uh, for uh, more excitement for the fans. You never know you know, if one team is dominating the way. Uh, it takes a little of the excitement out of it. When it comes to leading scores in the Ontario Hockey League, well, Connor McMichael still playing out of his mind hockey right now. He's got 41 points. Up next, Arthur Callia from Hamilton and Quinton Byfield of the Sudbury Wolves have 39. Jan Jenik or Jan Jenik or Jan Yenik or Jan Yenik of the Hamilton Bulldogs. He has 38 points. I'll have to get uh, Chris Abbott, the uh, new play-by-play guy there. Uh, I'll have to get him on the show, uh, and he can tell me uh, the correct pronunciation of uh, his name. And Sean Jostling rounds out the top five uh, scores in the OHL. He's got 36 points right now. In the WHL, uh, top team, statistically speaking, are uh, the Edmonton Oil Kings. Everybody's kind of been off for the last few days because of the uh, Canada-Russia series. Uh, but the Oil Kings have uh, 30 points. However, the Everett Silvertips have the uh, highest winning percentage. They're at uh, 765 because they've played three fewer games than the Oil Kings and have uh, three less points. So, uh, four less points, excuse me. Kamloops leads the BC division right now. With a game in hand on uh, Vancouver and uh, a four-point cushion right now over the Giants. But still tight races everywhere uh, throughout the Western Hockey League as well. You can get to the uh, scoring leaders in the dub. Connor Zeri back on top. He's got 30 points, but so does Alexi Protus. Uh, Oliver Ocular, who I mentioned earlier, he and Zane Franklin right behind those two. They have 29 points, and Dylan Cousins playing very well. He has uh, 28 points. So you got a couple Gamblers Blazers, a couple Lethbridge Hurricanes in the top five. For many players, the next step after the WHL or the Canadian Hockey League in general is a U sport. So let's go to the standings in the OUA East Conference. And Carlton still on top of the conference. They are 10-2 and this year. Trois-Rivières is next, followed by Ottawa and Concordia. McGill in fifth. We'll go OUA West and Toronto. Leads the way. Uh, Windsor does have a game in hand and are in second place, followed by Brock Ryerson and then Guelph Western Lakehead uh, further down the standings. Uh, in the Atlantic Conference, uh, UNB has pulled even now with the Acadia Axemen, both with a 9-3 and record. St. Mary's and uh, Les Aigles Bleus from Moncton are hot on their heels. And in Canada West... The University of Alberta now with a 9-1 record are in first place. Mount Royal has slipped past uh, Calgary into second place. And those dinos from uh, UFC are in third. The Saskatchewan Huskies are fourth. The top 20 in the CJHL Junior A hockey in Canada has uh, changed a little bit. The Brooks Bandits slip out of the number one spot. Now it's the Battlefords North Stars out of the uh, Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League. They are number one. Brooks is two. Uh, the Powassan Voodoos are three. Longueuil out of uh, Quebec are in a fourth spot. 
The Sherwood Park Crusaders move up a spot to uh, number five, followed by the Toronto Patriots, the Thunder Bay North Stars. Timmins is eighth, Carlton Place is nine, and the Wellington Dukes are ten. Eleven through twenty go Okotoks, Coquitlam, Steinbach, Summerside, Valleyfield. The Penticton V's are sixteen, Princeville are seventeen, Salmon Arm, Portage, the Oakville Blades round out the top twenty. Let's uh, check in on the NCAA right now and uh, the USCHO uh, Division One men's poll. Uh, While well, this is, you talk about parity, five teams uh, are receiving first place votes now on the poll. Minnesota State got 25 of the 50 first place votes, so only half the people who uh, have a vote picked Minnesota State, but the they are the number one ranked team. Denver slips from one to two. They got 15 of the uh, votes. Cornell, who is off to a 4-0 start, they're ranked number three, followed by Notre Dame and Massachusetts. Uh, all five of those teams, though, getting at least one vote uh, to be the number one ranked team. Number six is the defending uh, two-time champs, Minnesota Duluth. And then you've got Clarkson, Penn State, North Dakota. And Providence is uh, 10. 11 through 20 goes Ohio State, UMass Lowell followed by Harvard, Northeastern, Wisconsin, Boston College, Bowling Green still at 17. Then you got Northern Michigan, Omaha, and uh, Western Michigan is at 20. NCAA games of note this weekend. Uh, Notre Dame is in Wisconsin, so that's the number four against the number 15 squad. The Golden Gophers are hosting uh, Penn State. The Nittany Lions are number eight. Big win in the ECAC to, uh, tonight, Cornell. Ranked number three, take on number seven, ranked Clarkson. Northeastern and Providence are, are both ranked at 14 against 10 going up there in a Hockey East action in the NCHC. You have number 19 taking on number 20 as Nebraska Omaha visits Western Michigan in Kalamazoo. And North Dakota is in Denver at Magnus Arena tonight uh, to start their weekend series against the Pioneers. Okay, that's going to do it for the news and notes portion. Now let's get to what's coming down the pipe today. We're going to start with an in-the-dub segment, also our CHL Insider segment. Uh, Glenn Erickson from Dub Network is going to join us. He's going to tell us about the uh, U-17 Hockey Challenge that went in Medicine Hat and Swift Current last week. The CHL Insider segment is, uh, as always, brought to you by the store next door out in Yarmouth, Nova Scotia, employing people with disabilities and uh, uh, doing a great job of uh, giving back to the community and turning some junk into some really useful stuff, too. What they do is they collect as many broken hockey sticks as they can, and they take those sticks and they, uh, their staff, they uh, transform them into, you know, uh, deck chairs and uh, park benches and uh, tables and uh, picture frames and uh, outdoor games when you're uh, camping and, and things like that or out at the lake and uh, you want to play uh, like a beanbag toss game. They got lots of lots of really cool stuff. Uh, check them out at thestorenextdoor.ca. So after we hear from uh, Glenn Erickson, we will uh, speak with Johan Lindemalm Carlson. He's a scout based in Europe, scoutsforhockeyprospect.com, and we ta- chat with him about some of the key guys that you need to know for the uh, 2020 NHL draft that are playing overseas. Four of them are Swedes and uh, one German, who's really piquing my personal interest right now. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to endeavor to get uh, Tim Stutzel on the uh, show sooner as opposed to later. Uh, so Johan uh, will join us, and you'll uh, hear from him in the second guest segment. And we're going to end it today with a couple of a 2020 draft spotlight segments. We'll start with Danny Waite, who 
was on that uh, really exceptionally deep U.S. Uh, U18 squad last year where just about every player uh, was drafted. Well, one of them is Danny Waite, and uh, from that team, he's now playing in the BCHL with the Penticton Vs and having a really impressive season there. So uh, Danny Waite will be in the spotlight, and uh, we will end today's show with another 2020 draft spotlight uh, with Joel Sexsmith of the Red Deer Rebels, who is an Edmonton area kid and a great story of perseverance that uh, I think you'll uh, really, after you hear it and you hear uh, Joel talk about it, I think you'll find uh, this is a guy you'll be pulling for. Uh, from now on so really good show great slate of guests we will start it off with glenn erickson we go in the dub with our chl insider next here on the pipeline show i'm trey fitzulansky of the edmonton oil kings at his own blue line now fitzulansky cutting in right circle dances around his man to his backhand forehand he scores oh my goodness trey fitzulansky what a move what a shot what a goal. Oh, mama. And this is the Pipeline Show. There's a lot of people with disabilities that can't just go out and find a job. So we set out to create a business to fill those needs, one stick at a time. The Store Next Door gift shop is a Yarmouth-based manufacturer and retail outlet store. So we make great ideas that any of our employees come up with, and we reuse and recycle as much as possible. Our most popular item is probably our hockey furniture. We take broken hockey sticks and turn them into different products. We go through a lot of hockey sticks. A lot. A whole lot. Considering that it's only been a year and we're shipping internationally, I think that that's been a huge success. Most people's reactions are, wow, you do this here. We don't accept can't here. Everyone here learns in different ways, but we want to give everybody every opportunity to find exactly what works for them. There's nothing better than when a customer buys something and then one of our employees say, I made that. They have meaningful lives and build things they can be proud of and get a paycheck for it. I'm Amy Acker and we change lives one job at a time.